happens when in business you are trying to find the way for you to make it? What happens when you're looking for ways for your business to flourish or to move forward or to be propelled forward? You just keep changing a lot of things. What I have found that works best in business is keeping a schedule, especially when you work a nine to five for your the base of your bills. When you're an entrepreneur and you're first starting off on your business and you're a single mom or you're a mom, you can't just quit your job. And here's another thing too, because I went at it (coughs) for five years. It stuck on this same cycle until I finally said, this isn't working. I definitely don't want to be homeless couch surfing with with children. That's not efficient. So I have to work. And this is what was a game changer for me. And that is what worked. That is how I propelled my business forward. That is when I came up with my best ideas. That's when my brain was at rest. Because heaven and hell is in your thoughts, is in the chemicals that are surging through your brain and your body, is in through the mental state of mind that you're in. If you're worried about your bills, if you're worried about, you know, how are you going to pay for the daycare, how are you going to pay for um, rent, how are you going to pay for your regular utility bills, your phone, your light, your internet, how are you going to create under a mental state of stress? Because I'm going to tell you now that who the devil is, is cortisol. Who the devil is, is negative thought. Who the devil is, is poverty understanding that one principle in business will change your entire life who is God God is wealth God is wealth he God is riches he is the happy chemicals that surge through your brain and your body he see this is the thing that the only way that your brain can light and the light and the electricity and the neurotransmitters can transmit to the rest of the brain and give information to the rest of the brain and keep the light in the other parts of the body because what ends up happening is the brain sends neurotransmitters. The neurotransmitters is the light of men. Listen, When the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, 
Everything was created through the word. Nothing was created without him. In him was life. And he was the light of men. Okay, what he, God literally is the neurotransmitter. He's many things, but he is the light of men. And that's scripture. Your neurotransmitter is what God is. Yes, he has a character. He is a being. But at the same time, what is he made out of? For example, you. You have a name. You have a behavior. You have a characteristic. uh, But what are you made out of? You are human. You are made out of flesh and bone. And so the same concept applies. He is the light of men. He is the neurotransmitter. Not only that, but he is positive thought because positive thought is what causes your brain to light up. And if you, what ends up happening, your brain rearranges. Try to imagine a tree. Your brain, and that's literally what it is. The tree of knowledge of good and evil (laughs) is the left hemisphere of the brain. The tree of life is the right hemisphere of the brain. And if you look at the central nervous system, if you Google a picture of the central nervous system, the body looks like a tree. We are trees. There's ample scriptures to go back to prove that point and to circle around the idea Even with the blind man that was healed from his sight, what God did, what Jesus did was he healed him from his sense of sight. And when he healed him from his sense of sight, in his cognitive brain, that's when he went, he healed his sense first. Then it translated to the natural body. He healed the light. He healed the synapses in the brain. Now, I know that sounds far-fetched if you don't know the makeup of the brain, but this is how it works. Now, going forward to say about the trees, so the tree trunk is the brain stem. The roots is the nervous system, and all of the nervous um, system, it, it looks like roots. And the tree trunk is the the brainstem. And then there are branches that are that uh, are attached to leaves. Well, in the brain, there is the tree trunk that is the brainstem. It's also called the reptilian brain. In the book of Genesis, when it talks about Adam and Eve, and it talks about how the serpent went up the tree trunk. It is talking about how the reptilian brain, how the primitive brain was sending signals to the limbic system. In the limbic system, there is three parts to the brain. There is the reptilian brain, which is in the back of the brain, is it's at the top of the uh, vertebrae and at, at the bottom of the brain at the back. 
this is the reptilian brain. In the middle of the brain, it's the limbic system. That is what they call the emotional brain. It's the emotional um, central system of the brain. That's where all of the emotions are produced, including the fight or flight response that come out of the amygdala. Now, the frontal uh, lobe or the prefrontal uh, cortex is where all decisions are made. Okay, so now the brainstem is the literal tree trunk that is us, our brain the tree trunk. Okay, now, the brainstem, the tree trunk, there was a signal from the survival brain, they call it the primitive brain, the survival brain, the reptilian brain. Now, in the Bible, in Ephesians 4.23, it specifically talks about how we need to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. The spirit is the mind. That is in the most simplistic form that we can understand it. It's not this spiritual mumble jumble that just needs to be left for church. No, this is a very tangible book. Now, what ended up happening to Eve was her fear of not eating, her fear of not being like God, right? It wasn't necessarily not eating. I'm sorry. It wasn't necessarily not eating because she had all of the other trees from the garden. But specifically, she wanted to eat from that tree. What does it mean to eat from the tree? There, It wasn't um, physical fruit. See, because this is the thing, that when you eat, your, when your mind eats, it's learning, it's taking in information. You don't, listen, someone said. Someone said to me that information is important. And so because he has that belief, he takes in information, whether it be good or bad. And what I believe is that bad information is not important, right? How do you decipher whether it's bad information or good information? Well, one, what kind of energy is behind that information? Is that information fruitful? Is it going to bring any of the fruits of the spirit, right? So, and that, that'll be to demystify things because that's just what it is. I believe that good fruit is fruits of kindness, thoughts of kindness, thoughts of thankfulness, thoughts of forgiveness, thoughts of wealth in a moral way. Those are good fruit. Um, thoughts of grace, thoughts of um, having grace on someone, um, forgiving them. Um, there is a scripture that says, I require, man, I can't remember it now, but there's a scripture that 
says that mercy triumphs over judgment. And now, and that's the scripture that's in my head. <laughs> but it says that mercy triumphs over judgment. This is really important because that is what the fruit of good energy is. So when you decide to eat from an energy, what you're doing is you have decided to become one with that thought. You've decided to take that thought on as your own. Every thought is not yours. Because if every thought was yours, then, and listen, people's thoughts roam around the earth. That's what spirits are. Spirits are people's thoughts. The serpent is you. God is you. The serpent is you. Now, the tree. What ends up happening is the tree sprouts up to the tree trunk. That's the, um, that's the reptilian uh, brain. And then it sprouts up into branches. What branches are called are synapses. What the leaves are called are the receptors that send information, shoot information. So the receptors are just cells. That's another topic for another time. But what ends up happening is a receptor receives information that's shot out of the synapse. Once it receives the information, then it sends it to the rest of the body. That is how your body continues to um, be light, right? So here's the thing. That when you allow the left hemisphere of the brain, now I had a vision once, and if you fast from meat, which is mostly blood, the life of a thing is in the blood. So if you fast from meat, another thing too is you have to think the way to cleanse your blood, this is now a phlebotomy thing. When you go to do a diabetic test or something like that, you have to fast. You can't just go take get the lab work done without fasting the night before. The reason why you do that is because you're trying what they're trying what they've scientists have found is that if you don't eat and mainly it's sugar, they don't want you to eat sugar. Here's the thing. There's a catch ninety two is a uh, sorry, catch twenty two is that no matter what, it is inevitable for you to eat sugar because there is sugar in everything. Why? Because everything on earth is forever decomposing. It is the circle of life. So we're so scared of, of quote, you know, the devil. We're so scared of say, but he's here for a purpose. It's the circle of life. Nothing can come back to life until it dies. The act of being reborn, you have to die first. And what you're doing is you're dying in your mind. This is how you die. And in this is what they say about children 
by the age of seven. Children at the age of three are completely right right brain hemisphere dominant, right hemisphere of the brain dominant, right? And so what that means is that they are completely acting from the right hemisphere of the brain. By the time children are seven years old or nine years old, that's when the analytical brain kind of comes to life. And that is the left hemisphere of the brain. The left hemisphere of the brain is the knowledge of good and evil. Period. So, this is the thing. In Genesis, when God told Eve not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil... It was because she was going to know sin. She was going to know what sin was. She And what is sin? Sin is the knowledge of good and evil. That's it. I am very careful not to take interpretation from outside sources i try to look for the definition or the interpretation within scripture and the reason why i do that is because i know god to be the great scientist he is he is knowledge so and i know that you know knowledge science psychology um neurology these are sciences but that is what god is god is science he is knowledge he is the truth he is a fact those are the things that he is he is the great i am uh but also he has a personality and that personality is the personality of love right so here's the thing When children, the more children learn what's good and bad, is the more that this tree grows. Now, here's the thing, because they don't start eating from this tree until they're seven to nine years old. And at that time, that's when they start picking from the tree. Well, should I do it? should you know and then they start that's why in the earlier adolescent years is so pivotal to say to raise a child in the way that they should go and they will not depart because they are under a complete state of hypnosis anything you think that a child isn't listening before the age of seven to nine and that is absolutely positively not true because they are under a complete state of hypnosis if you don't know what that means is they are in open software being programmed constantly. Everything that you say, everything that you do, their eyes, their ears, the feeling in their body, their bodies, is programming them to be the person that they will be. Once the the software in their brains, once the information becomes 
once they reach that age of seven to nine years old, where they develop reasoning, where they reach the reasoning milestone, that's the milestone that they understand consequences. That is when their website is programmed. Sorry, that is when their website is published. That's it. It's published. That's why it's at that point, then you have to be renewed by the renewing of the spirit of the mind. Now, when it's talking about the spirit, the spirit is the mindset, the theologies of a man, the behaviors of a man, the characteristics of a man. So that's when you become double-minded. At this point, you are no longer operating under the complete character of God. And that's the thing. Remember I said that we enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into, uh, sorry, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and he shall ordain praise out of the mouth of babes. Once a child is past the age of nine years old, that child is no longer a babe. Although they're still much closer to God than, let's say, an adult of 30 years old. Why? Because in the end days, because of iniquity, that's hurt. That's the knowledge of good and evil. The more knowledge that you acquire of evil is the more left brain, left hemisphere of the brain dominant you will be. This is extremely significant because you don't want to be left brain dominant. And the left brain is the one that analyzes everything. It completely, when the Bible says the flesh, the left brain is controlled by the amygdala. The, I'll say that again. The left brain is controlled by the amygdala. The left brain is controlled by fear. It's controlled by emotion. Emotions are not real. Just because you get a fleeting emotion that you, let's say, don't want to work out. That's not true. That's not true. Every time I get, because you have to remember that spirits are thoughts and imaginations. So, their mindsets. So, if I get a thought, right, that I don't want to work out. I stand up to that thought in my mind. I stand up to that thought and I simply say, that's a lie. I do want to work out. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how much my body does not want to work out. I work out. Reason being is because I understand that the right hemisphere of the brain is responsible for discipline. Now, this is why I say this, and this is not going to be backed up by science. And the reason why 
is because science is not looking at the Bible for answers because they don't understand that it's not some type of spiritual mumble jumble. Absolutely not. Science is the foundation. Sorry, the Bible is the foundation of all sciences. Now, I had a vision one day of my body being split in two. I saw the two hemispheres of my mind, but I saw them in imagery, imaginations, imagery, same concept, same thing. So the left side of my body was the devil, spirit of death, whatever you want to call it. And, and I've been seeing that side of my body as that thing for years. And the right hemisphere of my um, body or the right side of my body is it was Christ. Now, Jesus is a word. The Holy Spirit is a word. But you have to understand that my words are spirit and they are life. A spirit is a mindset. It's a concept of facts, right? So in terms, this is why the Bible says, I am not a man that I should lie. Because he is not... He doesn't have the two hemispheres. He is one. When the Bible says that our God is three in one, it's talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to be very careful. Um, I want to dissect this because I do not want to make things so over-spiritualized that we cannot comprehend what it is that it's talking about. It had, I want to dissect it to bite-sized pieces. Now, who God is, is the creator. God the Father is the creator. He is the Father because he is the creator. It's not in terms of Father Abraham has many sons, many sons has Father Abraham. It's not so much in that. See, all of these concepts are based off of the mind. So, When I say he's the son of God, what it is, is that he is the word of God. And that's written in the Bible. But to break it down a step further, he is the son of God because he is the word of God. And my words are spirit and they are life. What does that mean? They are energies that are coming out of the heart of God. What is the heart? The heart is the imagination. Does God have a heart? He absolutely does, because in Genesis 8.21, it says that, the, that God said in his heart that the imagination of a man's heart, and I believe that's Genesis 8.20, because it was the scripture before 8.21, that he says, God says in his heart that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Why? Because what is evil? Evil is death. What is death? The spirit of death, the mindset of death. That's the mindset that tells you, eat, although you've already eaten and you're full. 
that's the mindset that tells you you need something sweet now no one needs anything sweet because the body rejects sweets sweets is what kills you sweets uh sugar is the last state of decomposition and the more sugar that you have in your body is when your body begins to decompose and shut down now it is also called the left hemisphere in by identifying through the bible is also called the um spirit the the kingdom of darkness now kingdom what does that mean kingdom means state by definition by oxford definition you can find that kingdom means the is a state of something so that is the state of darkness so when you don't have light or when you don't have neurotransmitters that are making it over to where they need to go because the neurotransmitter is the light of your body once it's not able to make it to where it needs to go because this neurotransmitter it's simple information it's information that goes into a cell um or a protein called a receptor and this receptor is what takes it to the rest of the body because this is how your body um stays informed this is how your body functions it functions through the cells now if that cell cannot make it to the part of the body where it was supposed to go what has just happened in your mind in your brain is it has been um it's a fumble simply put it's a fumble there what happens is if it doesn't make it to the receptor then what you don't get that information you don't get the light to be transmitted to the rest of your body that's why it's called neurotransmitters okay so now what ends up happening next is that information was supposed to make it to a part of your body once that information doesn't make it to the part of your body indians have identified this i'm sorry not indians but um the religion of hinduism has identified this as the chakras the seven light centers of the body now i'm very careful to say who is wrong when it comes to different religions because what i realized is that different religions all have a truth of the great i am okay the great i am is the creator we are all humans okay we're all humans what that means is that we are all gods we're all demigods we're part mortal part god and our mind is what causes us to be part god our mind by holy spirit by evolution that's what holy spirit is he is the mark of evolution um by in what i mean by that is if you look at the years at the ages because the ages are split in two no matter how much um atheist antichrist people anti uh, um agnostic whoever no matter how much people have tried to fight this 
it will never go away. The two ages are split by AD and BC. BC before Christ, that's before his birth, and AD after the death of Christ. The two ages are split in two. And anytime AD, sorry, anytime BC, you'll notice the most gruesome times of um, human civilization. And then anytime BC has been the progression of the um, brain, of the arts, that's when we, um, that's when we passed the Renaissance uh, age and the Enlightenment age. All of these, these different ages happened after the death of Christ. Why? Because in the Bible where it says, I must go, because if I go, I can send you back the helper. I can send you back the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truths. Why? Because it is an energy. Truth is an energy. Truth is the purest energy that you can possibly. That's why if you sell with truth, you will be able to reap a reward of tenfold. If you sell with a lie, you will only get destruction. What you end, what will end up happening to your business or to your life is people will start to come and steal from you and you won't know why people hurt you so much. And it's because you're operating under the energy of lies. So now the left hemisphere of the brain when I saw this vision, I saw it in series. One time I saw it as a, first and foremost, the two mindsets that I saw were both uh, characters of men. Um, not, it wasn't women, it was characters of men. They're not um, human. It's not human. It's energies. It's mindsets. It's imageries. It's it's imaginations. It's thoughts. So now, <sighs> what governs someone's entire life is the hemispheres of the brain. Now, another thing that governs someone's entire life is the body. And if you don't fast you won't be able to disconnect yourself from the body. That's what this 40-day fast is about. That is a body hack. Not only will you not be able to disconnect yourself from the body, but you won't be able to disconnect yourself from the left hemisphere of the brain. Why? Because the left hemisphere of the brain is what will cause death to your body. Now, when the Bible says to, that you have to be a child to enter into the kingdom of God, the only way for you to be like a child again is to be over, is to be right brain dominant. That's why Jesus was able to do all of these different miracles. And the Bible does not is not the only book that records all of the miracles that Jesus performed in his lifetime. The Quran mentions Jesus in 26 different 
places. I don't know if they call them scriptures, so I don't want to say that, right? But in the Quran, it mentions Jesus in 26 different pictures. I once heard a Muslim man say that Jesus put mud on a bird and brought it back to life, and that's in the Quran. So now, he was able to do all of these different miracles because he fasted from his own body and he fasted from the left hemisphere of his human materialized image, right? Because what is energy? Energy is atoms. It's it's subatomic particles. That's all energy is. Energy is the makeup of protons, neutrons, and electrons. That's to break it down to the very, very smallest of information of, of tangible anything. And although we can't hold one entire atom in our hand um, and see it, not with our materialized eyes because this is what is most important about doing the 40-day fast this 40-day fast has to be done so that you can release your cognitive brain if you don't see the thing is is that the this energy of death this is what makes you mortal you're going to die regardless but what makes you mortal is that is this energy of death. Now, I I don't know. I haven't seen anyone do it, right? But it is in my theory that we actually can live past 100 with this 40-day fast. It is in my theory that we can get rid of sickness and disease within our own bodies if you are completely desperate and no matter where you go you cannot get breakthrough for maybe you have a child with leukemia maybe you have a spouse with cancer maybe you have um this life-threatening disease that you're not able autoimmune disease that you're not able to get rid of and you can't figure out what to do. Do the 40-day fast with no food, just water. Muslims fast without water. They actually do dry fast where you don't consume absolutely anything. But it is in my greatest belief that just by knowing what science says about well, water is hydropower. Your body needs the water because it needs to be able to flush out the toxins in your in your blood. It needs to be able to flush out the glucose in your blood because it's the glucose that's killing you. The Bible says that the life of a man, the life of the flesh is in its blood. And then it says that happiness is in its bones. What does the bones um, produce? The bones produce blood. So if I know Christ to be uh, the spirit of life and, or the mindset of life 
or the intelligence of life or the intelligence of um, happiness, of joy, of peace, then I know that in order for me to be able to get rid of the toxins that are within my body, I mean, let's be honest, right? You're still going to get toxins in through uh, the air. But making sure that you keep your body free of food is going to be top-notch important. That is, that should be your number one priority because your brain, your first brain is your stomach. And from your stomach, your stomach distributes everything that's in your stomach throughout the rest of the body. Your body doesn't get rid of all the toxins. We know that because if the body is, it was able to process and break down all of the food, that would have to be that you're eating things that are actually food. And you're not eating things that are actually food all the time. There's a lot of preservatives. There is a lot of different, um, let's just be honest, things that are not food. And it all breaks down to preservatives. If they're not natural, if you can't say them, don't eat them. And the safest thing to do is by simply eating plant-based items. Because what our body is able to decompose or to break down within our bodies, what our organs were made to break down in our bodies are plants. It breaks down meat, but it breaks down meat much slower and there is a high concentration of glucose in meat. Why? Because a lot of the times we don't clean the blood from the meat, right? A lot of times we take red meat and slap it on the grill. Have What process have you used to really clean the blood off of the meat? Have you used lemon? I mean, because lemon acid breaks down everything. It's the most amazing cleaner in the whole wide world. But aside from that, making sure that you do this fast because the only way possible for you to have breakthrough in your life from all of the things that are happening. Listen, when the Bible says, so a man thinks, so is he. Why? Because if you're still thinking under the left hemisphere of the brain, you are going to be praying to it. How do you pray to the spirit of death? Because remember, the spirit of death is the left hemisphere of the brain. If you pray, if you are thinking thoughts that are derived from this analytical negative um, mindset from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what you are doing, the tree, remember the tree is the brain. What you are doing is if you think about it, you're praying about it because prayer is thinking. So a man thinks, so is he. So a man prays, so is he. Because what you're doing is you are calling that stuff to you. Why? Because you're conversing with it. Because you're um, communicating with it. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that a woman came to Christ and she said to him, um, Lord, heal my daughter. 
there are some translations that say that he ignored her. And then he says, and then she asked him again. Then the Bible says that she went on to worship him. She said, and she began to worship him. Lord, please heal my daughter. What is the act of worship? The act of worship is to ask again. And then you ask again and then you ask again. When your child, when you told your child to do something and they didn't do it, and then you ask them five times and they still didn't do it, you are worshiping their disrespect. But that's another topic for another time. Now, when the woman said, I will, um, please, Lord, heal my daughter. She began to worship him and said, please, Lord, heal my daughter. And then by the second time, God said, Jesus said, it is not right for me to take the food out of the mouth of the children of Israel and to give it to the dogs. He called her a dog. Some scripture says, I mean, some, I've heard some preachers say Jesus wasn't calling her a dog. No, he was calling her a dog. Why? Because it was her mindset. He called out the spirit. The spirit is the mind, Ephesians 4.23. So if he's calling out the spirit, what does that tell you? He automatically said, it is not right to give it to the dogs and identified her as the dogs. There is another scripture in Revelation that says that dogs, adulterers, idolaters, and people of, and workers of iniquity, evildoers, that's what a worker of iniquity is, is an evildoer, um, that they run, the, the Bible says that their feet run to do evil that's um revenge that's all um or you know criminal activity things that are immoral those are evildoers and so what ends up happening is the bible says that they will not make it into heaven the thing is is that when the bible god is the great i am right he is the great teacher he's the great scientist what he's a great scientist so whenever he explains something in the bible he breaks it down within that one scripture if he doesn't break it down within that one scripture what he'll do is he'll break it down in another scripture that's relating to that same subject that same topic so i don't read my bible from beginning to end what i do is i look for different subjects that i want to know more understanding on and then i look for the definition and explanation within the bible because in my in the end days my People will not endure sound doctrine, and that's because everybody want to put their hands in the pot, and nobody wants to read the Bible. Now, what the dog spirit is, is the spirit of death. It, it's Now, when the Bible says that hell, that there are three spirits roaming around in this world, it is Satan, the false prophet, and the beast of hell. The dog spirit is the beast of hell. The dog spirit is the beast of hell. Now, when the Bible says 
that <laughs> and, and I'm gonna tell you this and I'm gonna get off. The when the Bible says that the spirit of death is consists of three, these three things, do not be deceived, because there's another scripture in the Bible that says the third of heaven that was casted out when they decided to go against heaven, the this third of heaven was locked away for all eternity, the Bible says. There is only three spirits roaming around. So in your um in your deliverance ministry where you try to heal people's minds, um, or you know, people's minds of these various mental illnesses, what it does, and yes, when you are possessed by a spirit, that's what a mental illness is. Whenever you are left brain dominant, that is what a mental illness is. And you may not want to see it that way, but this is the thing. The Jesus says he did not come for the righteous. He came for the sick. That is what he's referring to. So now if we go over and we think, well, what you're doing in your deliverance um, ministry if you think for one moment that you are going to be able to do a deliverance ministry and you have never done a 40-day fast, good luck. Because this spirit will not, the Bible, there was a scripture uh, where the leaders of the religious laws um, in ancient Israel were telling Jesus or were talking about Jesus saying, um, he's the devil and then jesus said to them he is truth this is the energy complete energy of truth now when jesus said to him uh the devil and he didn't call him the devil what he called him was belzebub or something like that and then he was like the devil cannot cast out the devil okay so what ends up happening is if you are still seeing the images of the spirit of death on the left hemisphere of your body on the left hemisphere because the the thing is is that the left hemisphere of your mind will completely be taking over your entire left body and this is why psychologists say that the right brain controls the left side of the body and the left brain controls the right side of the body but this is what you're supposed to be doing if you do various things with your body. That's another topic for another time. But if you do various things with the left side of your body, I'm sorry, if you do various things, it can cause the left side of your body to dominate the right side of your body. And these are the things that the Bible is telling you not to do. Furthermore, you won't be able to set your to dig your heels into anything that you ever want to do in life if you are operating under both hemispheres. Because the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and then it tells you that you must be like a child to enter back into the kingdom of heaven. And the only way that you can be like a child again is if your right um brain right hemisphere of the brain dominant and you are back to that childlike quality because you have to be under this complete state of hypnosis there is no resistance there there's none 
there's no resistance. There's no resistance in you learning. There's no resistance in you retaining information. There's no resistance in you um, praying. Your prayers will uh, supersede anything you've ever seen ever in your life. You, Your cognitive brain will completely be unfogged because right now your cognitive brain is fogged by sugar and your veins, the life of the flesh is in the blood. If your blood has various toxins in blood, running through the bloodstreams, if your blood is dirty, that's just the bottom line. If your blood is dirty with all of this glucose, you will not be able to unfog the cognitive brain. Why the cognitive brain? Because the cognitive brain is the one that's responsible for the five senses and your memory. The cognitive brain holds the key to your powers as a demi as God on earth. Okay? It is so important for you to move forward and do this fast. Can I tell you something? It's not going to be easy. So to wrap it up, the only way that you can lead up to do this fast, and I'm going to say something else. I have done the 40-day fast before, but I wasn't able to free my cognitive brain for various reasons. I'm going to tell you what to do in this instant. When you when you get to this place where you feel like you've gotten sick or whatever, it is important. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. So if you're going to pray without ceasing, ceasing, then what you have to do and this is inevitable, you're not going to be able to get around it. There is a scripture that says that Jesus specifically said that you can pray, but then there's a more effective way to pray because some energies can only be casted out, can only be, um, you can only heal your body, your brain, your mind, your psychology from this energy from this mindset, from this image, you can only heal it with fasting. When the disciples tried to go in and heal the man's brain in 2,000 years ago, they weren't calling it the brain. They were calling it the spirit. They weren't calling it the hemispheres of the brain. They were calling it the spirit. Why? Because Jesus was still with them. So they still, that in light, in the past 2,000 years, evolution has happened. And this is how we've become, become such an enlightened set of people. And it's because it's been the right hemisphere of the brain giving us the clues and the keys. This is what the Holy Spirit is. This is what the holy mindset is. What holy means is one. That's it. 
it's not it's not something that is mystical and foggy and we don't understand what it is no what holy means is simply one we are one with the truth we are one with creation we are one with source we are one with our higher selves we are one with us we are one with god we are one with and god is you god is us okay and in psalm 86 says that so it's very important for you to go in and completely dominate your body with the right hemisphere of the brain 